We're building the best Internet talk radio on the planet. I'm sorry, this is effective when? It's effective now. TalkZone.com This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. You've probably heard lots of retirement advice. But one top economist says much of that advice is wrong. He'll explain why you need to spend till the end. It's a message of making sure that you've put aside enough resources to get to the end, but also you don't want to focus just on saving. You want to focus on spending now as well as in the future. Then, there are countless millions of immigrants in the U.S., but how well are they fitting in? A researcher has the hot-button facts coming up. We have access to census data, and that permits us to do a direct comparison and see how the progress of immigrants today compares with the immigrants of 100 years ago. Those two stories, and a lot more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. As with millions of Americans, you may be giving some thought to your retirement years and planning ahead, or you may already be retired. It's hard to avoid all the advice these days about financial planning, but our next guest says a lot of that advice may be wrong, and his comments may surprise you. Let's welcome Lawrence Kotlikoff to InfoTrack. How are you? Fine. Thanks for having me on. You're a professor of economics at Boston University, you've earned a Ph.D. in economics at Harvard, and you've written a new book titled Spend Till the End, The Revolutionary Guide to Raising Your Living Standard Today and When You Retire. Larry, the idea of living better today and in the future sounds great, and we'll get to that in a moment, but you start your book by giving what you call the three commandments of economics. Could you share those with us? Sure. The commandments are to, first of all, smooth your living standard. The goal is not to save every penny when you're young in order to party when you're 85, nor is it the opposite. You're not trying to splurge when you're young in order to starve when you're old. The idea is to have a balance here, to have a smooth ride, a smooth living standard. You should be saving in order to smooth your living standard, not to hit some arbitrary target that some financial institution is setting for you. So that's commandment one, smooth your living standard. Commandment two is to protect your living standard. Make sure you understand the downside of your living standard of investing in risky things like stocks and also the upside so that you know what exactly you're getting into in terms of your living standard. And then the third commandment is to price your passions, price your love. We economists think that you can put really a price tag on anything We now have technology that allows us to price our lifestyle choices and decide which things are worth doing and which are not. With conventional financial planning, it's like going to a supermarket and trying to buy food for the week without seeing any posted prices. Larry, it sounds like, as an economist, you take a dim view of a lot of this financial planning that's out there. Yeah. Conventional views about what's best in terms of living standard aren't correct. I mean, the conventional view is to take Social Security at 62 That's really not correct for most households. The conventional view is that mortgages are a good tax break. That's not really right. The conventional view is that you should use a regular 401k rather than a Roth. That's not really correct either. A conventional view is that older people shouldn't hold equities. Also not correct. So virtually every bit of 
conventional financial wisdom is not correct when you really look at it from the lens of economics. Smoothing out your living standard is very hard to do because you can't predict the future. Yet, if you follow some of the things you're suggesting, you can get a much better picture. Yeah, you got to make your best projections about the future, but then given how long you think you're going to work and how much you're going to earn and what rate of return you think you'll be earning, and you make conservative assumptions there, then you have to ask, well, gee. What is it that I should be saving in order to have a smooth path? Should I save twenty thousand a year or four thousand? Should I buy three million in life insurance or one million? The book is really has three underlying themes: it's financial pathology, malpractice, and cure. The cure is the economics. The malpractice is the financial industry, which is just interested in selling you product. When you go to Fidelity's website, you see some five-question web calculator called My Plan, and With these five questions, Fidelity purports to give you saving advice. They will typically tell you to save five times more than you should if you're a typical middle-class household. And then the next thing they'll do is to show you that, boy, if you invest in our mutual funds, you have a higher probability of making this target that's too high to begin with. But they're not showing you the downside to your living standard of missing that target. You're a very talented economist. What is the best way to invest your money? In particular, people should stay away from long-term nominal bonds. Like U.S. Treasury bonds or 30-year bonds that are not protected for inflation. But on the other hand, investing in inflation-protected bonds, which are called Treasury Inflation-Protected Securities (TIPS), that's one of the things that we advise investing in. We talk about diversifying one's portfolio. But the interesting thing about the economic approach to investing is that if you look at your overall resources, some of these resources are bond-like in forms that are pretty safe. Your Social Security benefits, your pension benefits. Therefore, you can take more risk with respect to your financial portfolio. So, what economics says is that you don't want to diversify your portfolio. What you want to do is diversify your resources, and that may involve concentrating your financial portfolio, your financial assets. And that's an example of one of the common bits of financial advice which is wrong, which is diversify your portfolio. Well, economics doesn't really say that. It says diversify your resources, and if need be, concentrate your portfolio. And for most people, concentrating their portfolio is really the right answer at certain ages. We're talking on InfoTrack with Larry Kotlikoff, who is an economist and author of "Spend Till the End: The Revolutionary Guide to Raising Your Living Standard Today and When You Retire." Larry, obviously, when you're targeting baby boomers who are used to getting all the things they can and having a wonderful life, telling them that they should spend more is really going to be music to their ears. Is this sort of like the bumper sticker that says, "I'm spending my children's inheritance"? It's really a more practical approach than that, isn't it? Well, spend till the end is a very practical approach. It's a double meaning to the title. One is that you want to spend. I mean, that the spending is the key thing, and you want to spend now. And but it's till the end. You want to make sure that you save enough so that you can actually make it to your maximum age of life, not your expected age of life, not when you expect to die, but you may end up living to a hundred. And so you have to plan to spend till the end. And that's actually a conservative message. It's a message of making sure that you've put aside enough resources to get to the end, but also you don't want to focus just on saving. You want to focus on spending now as well as in the future. You want to make sure you have a smooth path. We do have in this country probably 30% of the population that's oversaving because they're just so scared of the future, and they need to be encouraged to actually do some spending because they're sacrificing their youth in favor of their old age, and another fraction's underdoing it. Yeah, I heard a, a guy talking the other day, and he said everyone should strive to live on five percent of their income. 
And I thought, most Americans are living on 110% of their income. Right. You know, some of these rules of thumb are really rules of dumb. If you think <laughs> the financial community has a 4% rule, which says that when you hit retirement, let's say if you have a million bucks, you should spend 4% of that every year for the next 40 years if you make it to 100. So you should spend 40000 a year no matter what happens. Well, if you have that money invested in the stock market and it goes down by 60%, it's stupid to continue spending $40,000 a year when your assets have just gone from a million down to 400000 Every bit of conventional financial advice really is a complete right angle to what economics says. It's just completely wrong from an economics perspective. Larry, let's look ahead 20, 30 years, and you've got all these baby boomers retired. What do you think's going to be the situation out there? What impact will this have on the economy? Will the government be supporting a lot of people who are in the poverty? What's going to be the case? We have some very serious long-term fiscal problems facing us. If you look at all the obligations that the government has and you compare that with all the receipts the government's going to be getting in, there's about a $70 trillion shortfall. Our GDP is about $14 trillion. So we've got kind of an outstanding bill here. If you put everything together in what economists call present value, it's about five times the size of our economy. It means that we'd have to just work for five years to pay this bill that we currently can't cover. What this really translates into are major tax hikes in the future and major benefit cuts. And the sooner we get around to fixing these problems, the better for our kids and grandkids. But each generation, as it hits old age, seems to be very intent on expropriating the next generation. I call this fiscal child abuse. Uh, that's not really the subject of the book. The book is how to make the most out of the situation that we're facing. But if you're asking me what's going to happen in the future, I'm not too optimistic. I think that the government's going to print a lot of money to try and pay for its bills. And that's why we advise to stay away from long-term bonds that we're going to pay you back in watered-down dollars. Holding on to your mortgage might be a good hedge here because if your mortgage is a nominal payment and if inflation takes off, you will pay back that obligation in watered-down dollars. Larry Kotlikoff, professor of economics. The book is Spend Till the End, The Revolutionary Guide to Raising Your Living Standard Today and When You Retire. Larry, thanks so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Hey, it's my pleasure. Next, it's a hot topic. How well are immigrants fitting into America? A researcher has the facts straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.